welcome to episode 27 of the Green and Healthy Places podcast, in which we explore the themes of sustainability and wellness in real estate and hospitality today. I'm your host, Matt Aspiotis-Morley, founder of Biophilico Healthy Buildings and Biofit Nature Gyms. In this episode, we're near Girona in Spain, talking to David Plana, CEO of PGA Catalunya Golf and Wellness Resort. Born locally and with 17 years of international experience behind him, David has been with the company since 2008. We cover the gastronomic explosion around Girona over the last 20 years, the launch of their new wellness center and how they position that somewhere between a traditional spa and a more high-end tech-driven clinic, how they took inspiration from the healthy building movement and applied those concepts to what will become the very first Well Villa residential project on this site that is in turn having an influence on other and future residential development strategies. We also look at the resort's overall sustainability plan and the first carbon neutral villa that one client is developing as well as their more uh, site-wide energy and water consumption reduction strategies for the next five to ten years. My audio is not great in this recording. Apologies for that. I was away from my studio on this particular day. Other than that, please do send comments and suggestions to me at mattmorley.net. Hit subscribe if you like this kind of content. And of course, check out the show links for all the relevant websites and social media handles. Nada más. Let's talk to David Plana, CEO of PGA Catalunya Golf and Wellness in Spain. David, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you here. I'm excited to talk about all things PGA Catalunya and particularly around its its green and and wellness angles because I know that's that's currently a topic that's uh, very yeah, that you're you're you've been pushing strongly over the last year and I think it's such an interesting time to be working in this space. I wanted to start though just to understand a little of your personal background. I know the region of Girona is is your your, both your home and where you work. So how do you see the location as it relates to, to the project that you are leading? Um, uh, first, uh, first of all, thank you, Matt, for inviting us. Um, <clears throat> it's funny enough because I'm local, but uh, Matt, I spend a lot of time away from my area. And I think that uh, one of the keys, I mean, one of the keys, I realize, you know, um, the area, or the location what's great when when spending years abroad so i spent first um, in barcelona many years in barcelona <clears throat> then i was expat i was in mexico paris um, and then uh, holland and then back here so after 17 years i came home and i said i understand why people come here okay i understand why <laughs> yeah so the, the area, you, you mentioned it, um, I think that um, one of the advantages of PGA, it's, it's the location, clearly. When, when, uh, when you see PGA, uh, you cannot just see, you know, you know the resort. Uh, it, the resort is surrounded by, you know, Costa Brava. We are not in Costa Brava, but we are 25 minutes away from Costa Brava. It's not a new resort anymore um, in terms of it's about 20 years. But when they see the trees, the nature, 
it's authentic. It's not in the middle of the desert where you have palm trees and, and you plant a few trees here and there. So it's not about that. It's it's a authentic landscape. And we try to protect that. And the other thing is, um, I would say that, again, uh, knowing a bit the area, culturally, you know, we have Dali, we have several, several, um, I would say, assets in terms of, and um, in terms of, um, you know, nature as well, you have protected areas like Medas, like Cadaqués, like the natural part of Monseigne, which is, again, 25 minutes away from here. And another one, which is very important as well, it's, uh, it's gastronomy. You know, I think that in terms of gastronomy, Girona, um, what you see in the press is is basically the all the star Michelin, you know, Ferran Adria, start all that. Uh, Roca Brothers are following that. Here in Girona, you have many, many. It's it's like a constellation. But for me, what's what's interesting enough is that um, below this level, or you know, you have a lot, a lot of chefs that who have been working actually with this. I would say monsters of the gastronomy that care about food. You know, I could give you like 10 restaurants in Girona, no Michelin star, stars, but fantastic. Uh, are, you know, they really care about food. So I think that again, if you put all that together, um, you know, the surrounding area of, of uh, PGA, it's a very nice area, and that <clears throat> for a resort, I I have to tell you that this is this is a real advantage because many resorts, you know, are far away from from um, from everywhere, and and actually it all happens when you are inside the resort, but outside it can be pretty poor. You know, for me, lifestyle, you know, living in BJ, it's of course, you have these fantastic golf courses. Uh, but at the same time, you wake up in the morning and you can be, you know, in one of the beaches in the Costa Brava. Uh, actually, you, the afternoon, you can take the train down the road here. In less than one hour, you are in, in Barcelona. So you don't have many places where you can do that. You know, in a single day, you can visit, you know, a big city like Barcelona to be the middle of the forest. So it's, um, I say that, you know, it's, it's a great advantage. And sometimes you know, we have residents that they come here. Um, I propose sometimes, okay, wait, you know, uh, instead of coming straight to PGA, most of them, they, they know Barcelona. They stay one day, one night in, in Girona, stay one night in Costa Brava, and then you will understand where we are in terms of location. So I think it's, yeah. I think that's, I'm, 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 it's been interesting to hear how you think about it. And, and yeah, the, clearly these are the big themes. And one of the main reasons that I've ended up living in Barcelona, I think the region of Catalonia just has such a rich cultural offering to give. And, you know, essentially you're, you're part of that. You're connected to that. So you, you've, you've used both the term resort and, and described people living there or, or spending time there. So, mm-hmm. How do you, is it, is it a residential resort where people are living or is it more of a, of, a, of a resort where people are spending some time, some of the year as a secondary residence? Are you a year-round community or is it more of a, a seasonal 
space that comes alive at certain times of year or certain periods and then quietens down again. What's the current situation after 20 years? Um, actually, Matt, it's a, it's a it's an interesting question. I'm going to answer this, but I think that all this is changing. So whatever I say, I think this is changing anyway. Uh, Before COVID and after COVID, right? Uh, yes, I think that... Um, Again, COVID will pass, uh, but something will last. Uh, something will last. Um, <clears throat> what I've seen, again, we have twenty more than 20 years of history in terms of golf, but in terms of um, real estate, it's only 10 years. Okay? I mean, we, we've done a lot in 10 years, to be honest, um, but only 10 years. So um, what we have seen here uh, initially, you know, uh, we were attracting people and families who wanted to come. Typically, the second residence, but more and more thinking about staying longer periods of time. So it's not anymore about, you know, spending one month here. We have seen, you know, people coming from the banks or people, you know, professionals. They spend two, three, four months here. You know, they stay one month here, they go back. So that that was before COVID. So that was before COVID. Already <clears throat> they were coming. The other trend I saw, it's um, it's not, I think, when you do an investment such, uh, you know, the, in PGA, you know, the level, uh, you should be thinking about 1 million plus. Um, when you think about that, um, a lot of people, they don't think anymore about one generation. It's the family investment. So you see that the parents are coming and then the sons or the daughters are coming. So that the use, it's it's family use. Have you had to adapt your service and product offer based on the events of the last 12 months? Have you had to, obviously, beyond the standard things around hygiene, and have you had to create new uh, services for your your if you like the residential community there like um, and what would those be? Yeah, um, actually, what happened is that uh, many residents decided, you know, to you know to pass the, con the 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 lockdown here. So and then the rentals, the long term rentals went up to the roof. So a lot of people, you know, they wanted to rent here. So, uh, I mean, we, we have a small supermarket we call Pure Market. So we really had to adapt that. So the hotel was closed initially. And what we did is that we used the suppliers of the hotel uh, to supply fresh meat, fresh fish, you know, super good quality. So um, to all the homes, that's one of the things that, 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 that we did. Um, yes, in terms of... You know, other adaptations, we have a resident service. Uh, so it's um, a service to all the residents. They really use, you know, uh, during this pandemic uh, for many, many things, you know, uh, COVID test, uh, help when they have to come here, you know, uh, providing all the papers, all the documentation. So, um, yes, we adapted. Because you had the, obviously, you know, to, to launch the, the new well, uh, or the what the new wellness center that's obviously something you've been working on for a few years so in a, in a sense that it just came at the perfect time um, 
let's talk about that. What went into the to the wellness center? Because it's it's a it's a big project, and there's obviously you know there's some really interesting concepts and. From the reading I've done, you know, there's a there's a lot of yeah quite new and innovative ideas coming through there. So, what was the process? Who was involved, and and where did the impetus like what, what prompted you to do that at this time? We a little bit um, saw the trends of the market. We we saw the typical spas. On the other side, you have the the clinics. So you, you <clears throat> and and we saw a little bit, you know, a gap in between. Uh, and we saw that that uh, in some places you can have the traditional treatments, but you don't have the technology, you know, to go deeper. It's not just the skin and the relaxation and the luxuries. Um, and on the other side, you have the pure clinics and, and long-term treatments. So we saw the opportunity uh, of, of this type of wellness. So, of course, you know... Um, starting with a traditional treatments and add technology and we start with a cryotherapy uh, we saw also the type of customers that we could attract sports clearly golfers um, and we expand that so so we started you know and um, vacuum uh, oxygen chamber uh, IV infusions, uh, and we start to develop a concept where, you know, I would say that the traditional goes beyond that, uh, and we add technology, so we can we can somehow, you know, go from the skin to the cells. So it's just that interesting contrast and the yin and the yang combination, right? You know, we started talking about organic ingredients and and how you know, reconnecting with the land in the region is something is one part of wellness and on the other side you have really the latest technologies around um yeah, treatments and how you can combine those those two worlds i think that's very reflective of of wellness today in fact having those those two extremes working together to create a, a slightly different experience and i know you've also you've taken it beyond the limits of the wellness center and have been exploring the residential wellness as well with with a with a what you called the well villa so what was the the strategy there how how involved were you was it more was that something that you developed and then looked to find a buyer or was it a buyer who wanted to engage more on the wellness side how how did you structure that actually where we were already uh, as i said a long time ago exploring the wellness and here, it was a combination um, of, I would say, three parts. One part was a, an architect, Franz Silvestre. The other one was a company called Evalore. And the other part was PGA. And, and um, who was leading this project in PGA was uh, is Victor, Victor Vázquez, in charge of operations. So basically, you know, uh, in the industry, uh, you see how, you know, um, commercial and, and other um, types of residential, well, not residential, um, have developed, you know, systems to improve the quality um, of the air, uh, of the light, um, even in, in, in some of the other areas, not, not just architecture. 
So we did <clears throat> actually um, the, the first meeting I remember, and and they came up with about 200 bullet points of things that could be applied, you know, in order to improve. Uh, and so we integrated that into into a home. So the process was um, was really, you know, uh, uh, we feel that we were at least uh, in Spain, we were the first one to do the exercise. And, and again, you have some pillars. You have air, you have water. Okay, what about ventilation? Okay, what about the filters? Um, the water, the same thing. What is the best thing? Uh, reverse osmosis. <clears throat> so we start with that. And to put all the things again, the light, you know, and, and concepts like... Um, Okay, for for the <clears throat> any 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 human being, you know, uh, two hundred years ago or three hundred, you know, they didn't have the light on off, so the impact of that it's it's massive. Okay, let's go back and let's do that. Let's bring the light uh, the morning. I mean, when when you wake up in a different way, so you don't have this impact. Yeah, and it's it's quite unique because we see you know typically those that type of uh, healthy building strategy you know it's often applied to far bigger scale to to large office buildings or large residential buildings you know you see the examples from China the US with 20 50 stories and then there's a small piece I think that's happening around um, yeah in the in the sort of high end luxury residential market where there's there's a there's obviously interest and demand now for for just adding that extra element of, of health and, and wellness as an upgrade to the residential experience. So from your perspective, like how are you, how do you imagine uh, evaluating beyond selling the villa? How would you decide whether that might be something that could be replicated again in, in other villas? Is it a one-off and it was just an experiment or do you, have you had enough feedback to suggest that perhaps, you know, some of those concepts at least could be applied in other projects in the future? Um, clearly, we, we we start this project uh, again. It was the first project. Uh, we are starting construction very soon. Um, but some, I think that some of the elements, and again, uh, as you said, this is typically has been done, you know, at a larger scale. Again, not only in construction. Um, and, and it's true that you cannot bring everything into one villa. But some of the things will stay, you know. Um, if you have, for instance, you know, in the air, so carbon filters. Nobody's using carbon filters. Yes, it's an extra cost, but I don't see, you know, and, and you know the benefits of the carbon filters. Pollution, you know. In our case, it's we are in a in a natural environment. But I think that the. You know the the wall. It's going into a. Um, they want they want this type of of uh, developments, uh, and some of that will be in all the standard villas. I, I see that. You know, actually, we are launching new apartments, and some of the elements of the wellness villa are there are well as well. <clears throat> uh, you could think about. Remember at the beginning, when the. Um, 
solar panels. Uh, solar panels were something was something you know again, you could see that in one or two villas it was expensive. Now it's a commodity. You 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 see it everywhere. So um, I think that will this will remain and this will you know again uh, for instance the light as well it's not really expensive you know to do some of these changes uh, paintings is another example to use paintings that that really <clears throat> with the heat they don't evaporate anything so that's that's uh, something that will stay as well so so clearly yes uh, not maybe um Named as wellness villa or wellness apartments, but clearly some of the elements um, will be a commodity in the future. Not not only for us. Um, I think that uh, other people will incorporate that. It's kind of a classic example of how, in a way, as CEO, being exposed to to these these new ideas and these new uh, wellness design strategies now. Okay, maybe you don't then implement them with everything in future, but you've been exposed to them. And, and in a sense, well, okay, now you know, you have that knowledge, you're able to apply or work with some parts of it on other projects in future. So I think that's it's a, an, a great example of how even just doing one project with the certification and, and all of the possible opportunities. And then after that, you can work with it. How you how you prefer in future. You you mentioned the solar panels. I just wondered uh, on the sustainability piece as well, because obviously you know we, we often think about the green and the healthy. They, they they come together. So at the moment, what does your sustainability plan or, or your your sustainability strategy for the resort look like? Has it changed over the last year? Are you having to do more now post COVID? Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, probably this has nothing to do with COVID. Uh, the sustainability um of course you know we were already in terms of residential using solar panels um but again what it's coming um in sustainability i, I see it again it's going to be a, a big change for instance um we, we are building now the first villa um again it's a project of uh of um of a private project where it's going to be um, carbon neutral so already at this level so tesla batteries um boreholes um solar panels so it's going to be self-sufficient in terms of energy clearly we 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 have been long time working for the golf courses as you know in spain well at least in this area the our golf course uh, we use purified water, so um, water already coming from a treatment plant, and we give this water a second use. So clearly, in terms of water, we don't consume any water from boreholes. So um, that's something that we have done. And on top of that, <clears throat> um, we have changed design, the design of the stadium. So we use 25% less water. Even. So, so uh, and in terms of chemicals, so that's that's one thing of the sustainability that it's gonna stay for sure here. The other one is that um, in terms of energy, we launch a big project. Um, we are thinking what's gonna happen in the next five to ten years. Uh, we have more land to develop. We have big projects like uh, lake. Um, we'll go through that. 
and we see that that uh, sustainability creating our own energy uh, we're analyzing that i think that uh, it's it's a must so in a way we're in a in a transition from the sustainability being an extra or a or a small piece of the market to something that's more widely appreciated that doesn't mean that you're attracting uh you know the like the eco warrior client the client who's obsessed with eco friendliness they're if you like a more regular client but who appreciates and understands the value in in the work you're doing to add sustainability into the service offer so it's it's not the raison d'etre it's not the main um uh, advantage but it is something that's now integrated into what you do and therefore it's becoming part of of the brand right so which i think shows a maturity in sustainability it's it's the next phase in in how sustainability becomes uh, sewn into the the fabric of of a development whereas before maybe it was quite you know like a small piece on the outside uh, like an extreme part and now it sounds to me like you're yeah incorporating it into your strategy into your corporate strategy so looking ahead for the next uh, 12 months like what, what big projects do you have coming we are uh, expanding the resort so uh, with a lake we have planted um, six hectares of of vineyards so we have our own vineyards ecological vineyards so and we have our own wine <clears throat> and this is surrounding the lake and and the, the direction of course it's it's a it's a natural lake um so uh what we do it's that we, we don't have we have natural filtration so with plants so basically uh, and and really it took us a long time um for this technology and and what we see it's um a place uh, as you know summer here the coast is really crowded we want to do a lake and a lake club where you can relax enjoy uh in a different type of environment it's not costa brava no it's true but the coast it's it's as you know we have a little bit of massification so uh we want to create a different type of environment and 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 the lake is the the keystone in all that very interesting well uh, i'm going to be conscious of your time it's been fascinating to hear about everything you're doing and yeah i'll really look forward to seeing the new developments and of course the the well villa and hopefully visit the the wellness center we'll put the links for all of the websites and your social media in the show notes david pana thank you so much for your time today thank you mat you are welcome always welcome it's less than an hour away from your place so you don't have any excuse <laughs> Thank you Matt. Thank you. Bye-bye.